Welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast, where each week we talk about Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV, as well as bringing you uh, previews, uh, some reviews, and interviews of wrestlers from Wrestle Strong Dojo. Uh, my name is Elliot, and as always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, Elliot. Thank you very much for asking. Um, enjoyed another great episode of uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo this week. Looking forward to speaking uh, about the show with you. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it too. And we're going to get straight into it because it's a very big show. Um, and then at the end, we're probably going to have to do a bit of a preview of what we're going to expect next week. Um, but this show starts with everyone's, uh, well, your favorite, uh, Shane Saw. And it seems, if you would remember a few episodes back, um, we saw the highlights of D.B. Robertson versus uh, Dean Draven, uh, where D.B. was able to capitalize on Dean being distracted by the music of Genghis Kong. Now, at the time, we sort of thought that maybe this was a ploy from Genghis Kong, but I don't know, but Shane Saw sort of hinting that he might have had something to do with it. That wily Shane Saw, cryptozoologist, go figure, you can't trust him. Uh, but once we all know, for those listeners, I'm a big Shane Saw guy. Uh, I think his promos have been fantastic so far. I love listening to what he has to say. I know you're obviously not his uh, biggest fan, as we saw from the uh, the meme that got posted up on Facebook this week. <laughs> well that, Elliot. But uh, no, I uh, I like his uh, his craftiness. I felt like he was talking a little bit of a different language there, but I got the gist of what he was uh, sort of hinting at. Oh well. He, he put himself there. He's, he forced his way into this tournament. And we saw last week, he got his first victory. So he's up against one of the heavy hitters in Elmas Terrible in this episode. And let's just say, this is probably my favorite match so far in all of WrestleStrong Dojo's episodes on Fight TV. Uh, I think they had an absolute banger. Um, I'm loving Chainsaw. We all know that. I love El Masterible. It's something different. Uh, Muay Thai luchador. You don't really see that that much, especially here in Australia, of all places. Uh, he's got a different feel. He's got a different flavour. And I thought in the ring together, those guys produce some magic. Yeah, no, you're right there. Um, the match going 10 minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, a match that saw Shane saw dominate uh, a large portion of the match. Um, and exactly like Jay's Chalmers, where... It looked like our mess was looking looking down the barrel of a potential loss, um, but he was able to pull out his finisher, Patato de Morte, and um, pick up the one, two, three, and get the very vital points for him to actually win his group. Yeah, it was, um, this was a really good episode for showing that pretty much the culmination of all the groups of the heavyweight tournament. Umas Terrible had scored a fair few points in his bracket and by pulling out this victory, he managed to win his bracket. We saw Shainsaw pulling out his bag of tricks and he's got a hell of a bag. I mean, did you see that sunset flip bomb? Oh, Ouch. yeah. A great match. As I said, Shainsaw, probably the more dominant of the two in this match, but Al Mass was able to uh, just pull it out of nowhere and pick up the win. And as you said, Sean, pick up the vital points and he wins his group. Um, and I'll tell you what, too, the uh, El Masterible may be a, a Muay Thai uh, expert, but that ain't your drop kick in Muay Thai. And I'll tell you what, he has nailed that drop kick. He was hitting Shane Saw all over the shop, but uh, 
we did see during the match that Shane Saw had scouted it and really used his uh, skills and while to be able to move out of the way at one stage to continue his dominance at that stage of the match. Yeah, he was able to use those, uh, utilize those Okada esque uh, drop kicks early on in the match. And well, we saw a, we saw a top rope Frankensteiner, a la Scott Steiner. Very nice. I mean, it it, it almost flipped El Masterable out of his uh, out of his uniform. Really, I mean, you saw his even kick pad cover come off. He flicked him so hard, but uh, he had great ring awareness from the uh, the man from Guadalajara. There, he managed to get his ring or foot on the ring ropes to uh, save himself before. Well, he really nailed that uh, kick of death. A great match, great showing from both uh, wrestlers. And then after the match, we, uh, we visit uh, what looks like Fabian assessing his uh, options. Yeah, interesting with uh, Mercy Divine going through some uh, apparent job offers. Uh, uh, I'm liking this, this pairing. Uh, I'm liking what they're bringing so far. I need to see some more. I, I like the development of what we're getting out of them. Yeah, he looks. He looks like he's a he's a guy that's hard to please because it just seemed that every, I guess, offer that he he got, he just wasn't too interested in. Yeah, something tells me that Fabian may have just a little bit of a high opinion of himself. <laughs> just a bit, you think? Or just a tad, <laughs> just a tad. I mean, I've I've heard rumours that the guy's got his face insured. Well. Um, I don't know if that was Yui or uh, Just Cars that did that for him, but uh, they definitely saw him come. And so after that, we see highlights from a tag match, uh, which involved Rebecca Rumble and Banjo Powers versing uh, Mindy Meltdown and uh, the vanilla killer Ryan Miller. Just highlights in this one, but we see Rebecca Rumble pick up the pin, earning herself a shot at Alex Irvine, which we'll be seeing uh, in the next episode. Uh, very good highlights, really, of Rebecca Rumble. We've seen uh, a little snippets of her throughout the uh, this season so far. And uh, in this match, she definitely, from what we saw in the highlights package, uh, she had a, a main streak about her. Looking forward to seeing her take on Alex Irvine next week because if, um, if this main streak that we see of her so far is anything to go by, it should be an excellent match, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean... Alex Irvine versus Rebecca Rumble. I mean, who, who's to say how she's going to be able to handle his awkwardness? And how's he going to be able to handle her viciousness? Uh, talking about Alex Irvine, we we see a we see a bit of a promo from Alex Irvine here. Yep, uh, classic Alex Irvine um, talking about how he's <laughs> Rebecca's a different kind of animal. He's not any kind of animal. He just has them. Uh, classic Alex. So how can you not love the guy? Yeah, looking forward to seeing him and Rebecca Rumble take each other on uh, next week. He's uh, He may be awkward, but he's definitely a fighting champion. Uh, after this, we see um, a bit of a promo from both D.B. Robertson and Adam Fakar. They're basically just uh, trash-talking one another. This is the uh, this is my favourite stuff that I've seen from D.B. Robertson so far. I mean, uh, he's a true blue Aussie bloke, let alone a super athlete that he is, but Hey, if he's not working out hard in the gym, he's just relaxing in the long grass. For sure. And then that goes into our next match, which is uh, the mentioned Adam Vicar versus the ultimate super athlete, D.B. Robinson. The match going nine minutes, 33 seconds. It's a match where both wrestlers seem to, it was a bit of a um, back and forth 
um, battle. Ultimately, uh, we see towards the end of the match, Adam is able to hit two pump handle slams and he's able to apply the retribution and DB has no choice uh, but to tap. Um, what did you think of the match, Sean? I thought it was excellent. Uh, I thought both guys had a great showing here. Um, technically, it was very, very well done. I mean, both guys knew how to counter out of each other with their moveset. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed their grappling. Um, when it got to the nitty gritty, uh, DB was showing his athleticism. We saw those his uh, his big big elbow drops. He mm. got a uh, one straight off the top, but a nice one from uh, Springboard there. Couldn't quite put Adam away. And uh, Adam, big pump handle slams into that retribution for the win. Uh, it was a great match. Uh, like I said earlier, this is uh, the Chainsaw and Elmas Terrible match was my favourite so far. This wasn't far behind. Uh, these guys, there's a reason they've gotten so far in the heavyweight tournament. Uh, we, heard bo- we heard from both of them beforehand how much it meant to them and what they were going to try and do to be able to get the win. And they, uh, they definitely brought it. No, they definitely. And Adam... For Carr, after that victory, uh, he actually then goes to the top in his group with obviously the one match to come, which we'll be talking about uh, a little bit later. Um, yeah, definitely a great match to watch. Um, both wrestlers really, uh, really did their, their homework on one another and were able to counter each other's moves. And it was just really good to see just two wrestlers and the level of respect that they both had for each other too. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could definitely see that coming out of them. They they respected one another. There was no malice in anything they did. But they, they were athletes. They were there for the win, you know. They're competitors. And, but if they ever had a highlight reel uh, to show or if you wanted to ever say, hey, this is the kind of wrestler I am, they could put on that match. And so after the match, we see uh, we see a bit of a promo from Shaz Namaste. Um, it seems he's on a bit of a mission He's looking for a tag team partner and looks like he tries a bit of door-to-door sales, um, salesman at the same time. I, I, I'm going to, this, this is possibly the first thing non-positive I've said about the show, but a couple of sound problems in the earlier episodes. This is not my favorite Shaz Namaste uh, promo. So uh, I believe I've enjoyed the other ones a bit more. Uh, however, I'm not going to totally trash it because I think Shaz still did. It still looks great in it. But And we got the introduction of the Mystic Jess. I do like the uh, the box coming from the Mystic Nation. Uh, if we see Mystic Jess and uh, and Shaz Namaste as the tag team Mystic Nation, I'm all for it. I must say, um, you know, probably not the best thing to do when you're going around knocking on people's doors, seeing a door open. Probably the last thing you should do is just enter the house. Um, Shaz, maybe. Don't do that again next time, I'd say. But, um, yeah. <laughs> what was he thinking? Silly shows. Especially around these parts of um, Sydney, that's for sure. You don't want to be doing that. Um, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe the, uh, it's a little naivety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe where Jazz uh, Namaste is originally from, uh, there's more open doors available. <laughs> we get the introduction of Mystic Jesse. And, you know, Shaz uh, asks if she's able to be a tag team partner with him and um, she accepts. So I'll be definitely looking forward to seeing uh, where this tag team goes. Yeah, um, I, we've said it before, establish it early on. I love tag team wrestling. So the more tag, team re- more tag teams in WrestleStrong Dojo, the better. 
I guess something else I'm looking forward to finding out more about, we got um, the introduction of the solution, Jack Ellering. Yeah, Jack Ellering. Uh, interesting. Uh, is he is he a manager? Is he uh, an invader? Is he, is he a referee? I don't know. I don't know yet, but I want to know. Look, I apparently think... Uh, he's the, apparently he's the solution. I... I, I was unaware I had a problem, but hey, if you've got a solution, I'm there for it. And so the last match uh, of the evening, we've got Nate Carlo taking on Dean Draven. At this point, with Adam Vicar uh, beating D.B. Robertson by submission, um, he was able to get three points. So in order for Dean to have any chance of at least drawing the group, he needs to beat uh, Nate Carlo by submission uh, to get three points there. Equal heading into... Um, this episode. Um, so as I said, he's versing Nate Carlo, a very, very hard hitting match. Uh, both wrestlers uh, strong physically and that came across um, watching it. And then, you know, during this match, we get interference from um, Sean's favorite wrestler. <laughs> well, my favorite wrestler, strong wrestler, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Shane saw came out. Uh, we know the history between him and Nate Carlo. I mean, it's been well documented in these episodes. Shane saw coming to the ring to um, cause a bit of interference, but unfortunately for him, uh, both Nate Carlo and Dean Draven working together to get rid of Shane Saw. And uh, it was quite funny to see as soon as they finally are able to kick Shane Saw out of the ring, Nate Carlo probably sees an opportunity to uh, quickly quickly take um, Dean Draven from behind, but unfortunately doesn't pay off with Dean Draven hitting the crossface, uh, forcing Nate Carlo to tap out and then getting those three points. Yeah, it was a really good match. Like uh, There wasn't even close to a bad match on this show. Uh, this is probably the most physical of all three of the heavyweight tournament matches. Uh, both guys hit each other with a lot. And we saw poor, uh, poor Nate Carlo... He took a fair few chops, had the shirt ripped off, oh. chopped again. Oh. Um, and then, uh, then Shane Saw decided to come in, uh, make himself known while poor Nate Carlo was out. And they uh, decided to turn Shane Saw into chest red raw. <laughs> yeah, and uh, poor Shane Saw, let's, uh, let's see if we get to hear about that later. But uh, Dean Draven, once again, did a fantastic job. Uh, what a what a wonderful wrestler he is to watch. I'm yet to have a bad experience watching one of his matches. Uh, Nate the Young Lion, uh, bringing it to the Wiley veteran. Uh, both of them powerhouse kind of wrestlers. Uh, they, they really, really stuck it into each other. Good technical wrestling too. I mean, neither of them are slouches in that department. So it was really good to see how hard they hit how strong they went. And Nate had a real point to prove. He couldn't make it in the final. And Dean, a pinfall would have got him the win, but it wouldn't have got him into the final. So he did a wonderful job. Ended up getting the submission and tying with Adam Fakar, which I'm sure Russell Strong Dojo didn't see coming when they organised his tournament. Straight after the match, we shoot to um, the, closing, the closing few minutes of uh, their match at Oberon and uh, there's a very interested spectator on the sideline in this particular match. And um, I guess he made his presence felt. Yes. I mean, I was there at Oberon for that show. 
uh, like I said, yet to miss a WrestleStrong Dojo show. Everyone knows a big fan here. Uh, yeah, uh, El Masarible had wrestled earlier on in the day. He was a, a keen observer of this, that the winner of Dean Draven versus Adam Fakar was going to face El Masterible for the inaugural heavyweight title. Uh, and I guess he took offence to what was going on in the ring and didn't the crowd go off. Ooh, that Oberon does not like El Masterible. As you said, you know, El Mas is on the side. Now, you've met him, I've met him. He's a very, um, he's normally a very calm type of uh, character. He obviously didn't take to some of the words that um, the wrestlers had to say to him. And I guess maybe the moment got the better of him and he took it upon himself to stamp his authority. And in doing so... Good choice of words there because he definitely stamped (laughs) stamped something. He was. And... uh, um, we saw that particular match end up in a... I believe it was a no contest. Um, hey, can you blame the guy? Tensions are high. This is the pointy end of this tournament. These guys have left it all in the ring. The blood, the sweat and the tears. El Masterible finished the top of his table. The table was getting decided between Adam Fakar and Dean Draven. They've been busting their ass just as much as he has. Uh, these guys are going to collide. And uh, I can't blame him for being uh, emotional. I can't blame Dean or Adam for being emotional either. And uh, when I say emotional, I don't mean uh, crying over a Disney film. I'm talking about tempers flaring and hitting each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's expected. Uh, We're talking about going for a pretty big prize in the WrestleStong Dojo Heavyweight Championship. And all three uh, wrestlers have that high in their mind. And, and I guess the emotion, as you said, just came through. And then, you know, I guess we're in a, uh, we would have been in a position where we were trying to figure out what's going to happen. And it seems as though WrestleStrong Dojo have taken upon themselves to make the final match for the WrestleStrong Dojo Heavyweight Championship a three-way They've probably been the most impressive uh, wrestlers so far in the heavyweight division. Uh, can't split them. So I don't blame the WrestleStrong Dojo management for coming up with that decision. I'm really, really looking forward to what those three are going to do in the middle of that ring. We might do a little bit of a, uh, a preview of what to expect uh, with next week. In next week's episode, we're going to see that particular match, the finale of the um, WrestleStrong Dojo Heavyweight Tournament. Adam Fakar taking on Al Masterible taking on Dean Draven. Sean, I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, I'm with you, Elliot. Um, I, I'm going to go down to my uh, local shop. I'm going to get my favourite caramel popcorn. I'm going to get a few cans of Dr Pepper. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy what those three bring to the ring because you know all three of them are dead serious when hoisting that belt up. There can only be one first. To steal a line from our Highlander, there can only be one. But there can only be one Wrestle Strong Dojo heavyweight champion. And you can't tell me that those three don't want that more than anything else. It's a chance to have your name etched in history. As you said, the very first. Not too many wrestlers can say they were the first 
champion. And this is an opportunity for Adam Ficar, Almas Blade, Dean Draven. They know that there's a chance to take history. Yeah, and next next week we get to we get to witness history in the making. You know, I'm also looking forward to the two because we're looking at three very different um, types of wrestlers. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm interested to see who's really going to be able to hone in on their opponent. I mean, you've got Dean Draven, uh, solid pro wrestler, strong style is his name and his his game. Uh, he's fantastic technically. He's a powerhouse wrestler, so he knows how to bring it. Adam Fakar, uh, mixed martial artist. He's more of a hybrid kind of fighter. He knows how to grapple very strong. His submission game is second to none, and he knows how to throw in some strikes too. While El Terrible, Muay Thai luchador. He's got the lucha libre style. He can fly around. He's still no slouch on the mat either, but those kicks that he can bring, it's, it's amazing to who see not what they're going to bring, but what they can do to counter each other. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. I cannot wait to see it. Now, if you were a betting man, who would you have your money on? Ooh, it's a tough one. I mean, if I was a betting man, and which I am, uh, I can't call it. I've got to split it three ways here. Oh, okay. So you're just going to sit on the fence on this one, are you? Uh, look, I'm a fan of all three guys. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't give a favourite down tag to this. If anything, uh, due, to these, uh, due to the experience, I'd have to give it to the Ed Sedin Draven. Look, I am, I'm probably going to be with you on this one. Um, Dean Draven, he has experience. Uh, he's no doubt been in this situation before, a finals match or a match of um, massive importance. Um, I would have to give the slight edge to him, but for all the reasons you mentioned before, that's there's no way um, doubting the other two wrestlers in the match, Adam Fakar and Almas Terrible. Yeah, they're both... All three competitors, uh, even Stevens in my book. I, even though I'd say if I if I if you twisted my arm, I would say Dean would be the favourite in this. Uh, if a, any of the three were to come up with a victory, it would not surprise at all because all three guys have earned their way, and all three guys want that more than anything. And can you blame them? Wrestle Strong Dojo Championship, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, um, it's going to be an amazing show. Um, we've got another three matches to watch on this episode. And the next episode, uh, titled Triple Threat. Um, the first match is going to be Jake Gibson taking on the Vanilla Killer, Ryan Miller, in a number one contenders match for the Rissa Strong Dojo Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, match two will be for the Junior Heavyweight title, which will see Alex Irvine, the champion, defend against Rebecca Rumble. And as we said, the third match, the big match, and yep. match three, the big one, for the Wrestle Strong Dojo Heavyweight Championship. Dean Draven taking on Adam Vicar, taking on Almas Terrible. Sean, I cannot wait. Uh, I, I'm with you there, Elliot. Uh, it's Sunday, 9 o'clock, Fight TV app. I'm going to be sitting there with that popcorn and Dr. Pepper. You and me both. I can't wait to talk about it next week. Hey, hey, don't touch my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> No, you can keep your Dr. Pepper, mate, because uh, I'm, not, I'm not the fan of having a cough syrup while I watch my pro wrestling. So. Each of their own, mate. Each of their own.
No worries. Anyway, Sean, I'll see you next week. Thank you, Elliot. It's been wonderful. And for all you WrestleStrong Dojo fans out there, we'll see you next week. <laughs>